the end zone, has a man open, touchdown, Justin Blackman. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Locked on Pokes. I am your host, Colby Powell. Glad everyone is with me today. Exciting podcast uh, today. One of my longtime friends, Jack Klein, who is a basketball guru, will be joining us to talk about Cade Cunningham, uh, how he translates to the next level, some player comps. Uh, We'll talk about Mike Boynton as well and what this next season means for Oklahoma State basketball as we look ahead to the future. I want to remind everyone that this podcast is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network in the country. If you want it, we've got it here at Locked On. Head over to LockedOnPodcast.com and check out everything uh, that we have to offer, including the one sport that is still operating uh, business as usual, which is the NFL. Tom Brady is a buccaneer. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba, an Oklahoma State Cowboy, got his money uh, signed with the Miami Dolphins. So a lot going on in the NFL. So head over to LockedOnPodcast.com. Check out all of that great content. And remember to check out our partners, Boone Pickens State. Uh, we're now reaching more Oklahoma State fans than ever through our partnership with Boone Pickens State uh, and on Twitter at Locked on Pokes. You can follow them at BP underscore state. And then on Instagram and Facebook, search for Boone Pickens State. You should be able to find them continuing to bring you all the best Oklahoma State content every single day. Like, for example, the basketball tournament. Y'all remember the basketball tournament uh, that got talked about as a big deal, cash prize, everything going on. So Oklahoma State is entering a team uh, of former players into the basketball tournament. $2 million on the line, $100,000 uh, to each player if they're able to win the tournament. And you're going to recognize some of the names on this list. Jeffrey Carroll is on this list. Brian Williams is on this list. Let me pull up. Uh, Marshall Moses is on this list as well. Uh, got to find the full one here. Marshall Moses, LeBrian Nash, Jeffrey Carroll, and Brian Williams are the names on the team uh, so far, which is pretty uh, pretty stellar. Uh, you know, LeBron Nash has been playing a lot in China and has been doing some good stuff over there. It'll be interesting to see uh, what kind of size teams are bringing to this because if you show up with small guys to play against... Um, uh, against Jeffrey Carroll, who's 6'6", LeBron Nash, who's 6'8", and then Marshall Moses and Brian Williams, who stand at 6'7 and 6'5", you might have some problems. So uh, that's going on in Oklahoma State land. Also, we found out yesterday that Marcus Smart has tested positive for COVID-19, for the coronavirus. Uh, he sent out a video telling everyone, you know, take the social, social distancing seriously, be careful, be smart, uh, and stay healthy. So everyone heed his advice uh, as we are full-on quarantine 2020 right now. Uh, and 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 if you're preparing for quarantine, whatever the case may be, and you want to stock up, you need to head to Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater to see our partners here on Locked on Pokes. Uh, you, you head that way and they're going to get you taken care of. They're sanitizing everything. They're wearing gloves, not allowing open jars to smell flour right now. They also have a Holos Frankincense CBD tincture. That is a very powerful immune boost, immune booster, uh, and it's worth every single drop. So make sure you head up to Stillwater 617 East Redbud Drive. That's 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater. See our friends at Simply Green Pharmacy and tell them Locked On Pokes sent you. All right, I'm going to take a break, come back. Uh, myself and Jack are going going to talk basketball the rest of the show today. Obviously, a lot of excitement surrounding Cade Cunningham, the number one player in the nation. We'll break it all down coming up next here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 
back, everybody, to Locked On Pokes. Glad you're with me on this Friday as we head into another quarantine weekend, part of Quarantine 2020. Follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. Make sure you follow our partners as well. Boone Pick and State. Search for them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Joining me on today's podcast is Jack Klein. Jack, what's going on? Glad to have you. Hey, thanks for the invite. You know, we're really good friends, and so I'm glad that it only took about what is this episode 97 for you to uh, invite me on for the first time. So I definitely appreciate it. You actually got pretty close. I think this is episode 92. (laughs) Also really good friends might be a stretch. I don't want to get carried away and mislead people. I mean, clearly once you get past the nineties, I feel like you kind of just start reaching out for people, especially, you know, day seven of quarantine, you kind of just ask about anybody that you know. So I appreciate the invite. Yeah, we're, uh, we're quarantined. So we're just, we're just going uh, full on full out <laughs> here in what is an extended off season. The off season has basically been extended for college sports by about three, four months. So <laughs> I, I don't know in my household, things are weird and I don't know what to do with myself. And I feel like I have so much time on my hands and I don't know what to do with it. So what are you doing? I know your, your lovely wife uh, is pregnant. Congratulations to that. Tell all our listeners that. Um, so what are y'all doing now during quarantine 2020? It's been a lot of Netflix, I would say, and uh, Cade Cunningham highlights. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've, I've started to get, I kind of moved past this year and we'll talk more about this year in a second, but really focusing in on, okay, what does this team look like next year? Because obviously both of us went to Oklahoma State. We're Oklahoma State people. And so and, and I'm Jack, trying to Just so everybody knows, to, Jack is a basketball guru, like studies it, <laughs> analyzes it, spends way too much time watching basketball. So uh, when Jack talks basketball, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> well, I, I definitely appreciate that. You know, it, and it's been uh, – it, it's just weird, you know, because right now is really the, the time where basketball is a huge focus, especially for the NBA and – obviously getting into March Madness and that. And so it's really weird to have, you know, one of the premier sports just right in the thick of the season just be postponed and canceled. It, it's just a weird, a very weird time frame we live in. And I think that it's come to the realization for both of us where we're both very sports-oriented people. You know, like we, our whole lives are Constantly. built around sports. And so it's hard whenever those go away because you're like, I don't really know what to do with my entire life. Granted, my wife's 28 weeks, 28 weeks pregnant, but still. <laughs> but other than that. Like, <laughs> so, other than that, I've really got nothing else going on. So real quick before we get into Kate Cunningham, uh, what are you watching on Netflix? Because my wife and I are almost all the way through Dexter, and we've powered through like three seasons in the last 10 days. It's crazy how much Dexter we've watched. So my wife and I, we watched too many of these little murder mysteries. Um, so we've watched, I couldn't even tell you how many shows on there. Um, we're just a bunch of random ones where they're, you know, Netflix is great because they have like some series and then they've got some that are just like documentaries. Um, I will say this, the one that I have been watching a lot of just to try to keep morale high is Curb Your Enthusiasm. It is such an unbelievable so show on HBO and everyone that has not watched it has to go watch it because it will just brighten up your day. And I think that I've tried to be, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I, I've watched enough of these crime show things. I need something positive in my life while we're going through this apocalypse right now. So, uh, Speaking uh, of murder mystery, <laughs> are you going to watch Tiger King that came out today on Netflix about Joe Exotic? I am. My Actually, my brother texted me about that saying, you guys need to go watch that. And so 
uh, that'll actually be the first thing I do right when we get off the podcast. So I'll, I'll let you know how it goes. Nice. Very nice. I, uh, he's got a great song called I Saw a Tiger that uh, back when I was <laughs> with the franchise, I used to play it all the time whenever Tiger Woods would have success. And it's, you know, it's just not as funny now after the whole murder for hire thing with Joe Exotic. It kind of lost a little bit of its pop. You know it, what I mean? Did it lose some of its luster after that? Lost I mean, it some makes of its sense luster after you know, that. And, you know, obviously we're not going to go into a golf podcast. Follow all of Colby's other podcasts. For yes, all the 73rd talks. hole. Thanks. Uh, Jordan Speed player profile the, uh, today. <laughs> not, haven't been named a guest on that one either. Um, <laughs> but uh, all the Tiger Talkers makes me sad because obviously yes. him, I feel like his injury is a little bit more than what we think. So uh, It does mean, though, that he's the defending Masters champion for even longer. So um, <laughs> Tiger has now held... As of once we get past the second weekend in April, uh, he will have held the he will have held one green jacket for longer than anyone else in history. Just another record for Tiger Woods to put next to his name. Um, all right, let's talk about Cade Cunningham. You said you were watching some film, so I've got his profile on two four seven pulled up. He's listed at six six two fifteen in the two four seven sports composite rankings. I mean, he's the number one recruit in the country. He's the number one projected pick in next year's NBA draft. They they rank them on a scale of zero to a hundred, uh, and anything above ninety is pretty elite. You're uh, you're a lottery pick. Yes. If you're above a 90. And Cade Cunningham is rated 99.97 on 247 Sports. uh, Is that good? Which is, it's ridiculous. So so what did you see whenever you watched Cade Cunningham film? Yeah, I think the one thing about him is that he's a really interesting player. You know, I think at that size, you know, there's some spots that have him listed at 6'7", so he's kind of in that weird little range. I think most of the time you kind of think that he's more of a wing, you know, anytime you're above that six, 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 seven, you're kind of in that wing category. And so he's played a lot more primary ball handler um, in the last year. And so I think that that's where you've seen uh, some of the growth from him. I think a lot of the things that, that I saw whenever I was looking at him was he's a pretty fluid athlete. Um, and, you know, and he's got really good floor vision. I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of think about guys that are that big that are, primary scores and of course everyone's seen all this you know but it seems like his uh, between the legs dunk is his favorite dunk especially on those fast breaks but he's got really good floor vision and I think he's just one of those guys where I don't really know if he's a true combo guard or what he'll play I mean he could be one of those oversized guards especially if we look to him to project into the pros I mean for OSU he'll be you know obviously their their wing um, but like if you project him into the pros I feel like he's <clears throat> probably going to be one of those primary ball handlers, you know, even at his size, because it'll be hard to, I mean, it's hard for other guys to guard. I mean, you see a lot of these guys in the league now where look over the last couple of years, like, you know, Alonzo ball or any of these other ones where they're six, six guards. And so they're not even playing wing positions. They're more skill set towards primary ball handling. And so I feel like that's probably where he's going to be is one of those combo guards. I did see an interesting one where uh, <clears throat> his, NBA comp, I don't know if you've seen this, they said it's Grant Hill, which I Grant think is... Grant Hill, really? I mean, to me, that is... I mean, because for everyone that doesn't know, I mean, Grant Hill, I mean, he was obviously one of the all-time greats. And, I mean, his career got derailed by injuries, but I mean, it's just... This is the type of player that we're talking about coming into OSU. You know, okay, it's so not one I think of those... about a 6'6", 215 wing who can handle the ball, um, I think about Luka Doncic. Is that is that close? Is that crazy to think Luka Doncic is, is Cunningham a better athlete? Uh, or do you think that I think could potentially be a good comp down the road? I mean, it, it could be. I think the only thing is that I think that Luke is a transcendent player. And I think that obviously that starts with he, he played professional basketball at a young age. And so 
you know, whenever he came into the NBA on his rookie year, um, you know, he was ready to go. It wasn't like his first time playing against, you know, real professional athletes. And so I think with Kate, it's always interesting whenever you're, you're looking at other high school athletes rather than professionals, because you kind of got to see how they develop against other elite athletes. Um, but I do think he's a really good athlete. I think that's an interesting one. Um, you know, I, I think the one thing about Luca that's very underrated is it's not just his shot creating, which I think that Cade's obviously got such a high ceiling when it comes to creating um, shots for not just himself but for others. Um, but it's also Luca's just so smooth with the step back threes, and sometimes that's just an evolution. You know, I think that's something that you know Cade's a good shooter. I think that'll be one thing that he continues to improve on. It's kind of like one of those once you get a shot wrapped up, you start building moves off of that. And I think that he's only going to get better. Um, I think obviously he's going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft. Um, you know, maybe even top one pick, just depending on how the year plays out. Um, I did have one interesting thing while I was looking into this that I wanted to uh, see if you know. Uh, he's the second highest rated recruit in OSU history. Do you know who the number one highest rated recruit is? Number one highest rated recruit. <clears throat> For OSU basketball. Did, did he ever actually play a game at Oklahoma State? So that's interesting. He did not. Gerald Green. Absolutely. Yep. I thought that was fascinating to think about. Because, it, you know, I, I do think that what's interesting, though, is, you know, we can divulge off this. You know, if it ever goes back to that where it's just straight high school to the pros, I mean, I, I don't think a guy like Kate is coming to OSU. No, I don't think I don't he's going how he could. Yeah, I don't think he's going to any university because – I mean, at worst, I mean, you even look at this year's draft. I mean, this year's draft is not like last year's. Where no, last this year's year draft had, is weak. Like, right. It's like you had a guy like Zion where it's like, okay, he's undoubtedly number one, and everyone loved John Morant too. And it's like, okay, you just see those guys. And now it's like you're talking about Lamelo Balls, um, you know, people like that where it's like they're, you know, it's kind of hit or miss to where I think that Cade would, I mean, I, this might be <laughs> too much. He'd be obviously a lottery pick. I don't know how high he'd be. I mean, he could be. You know, a top six, top five draft pick even this year, honestly. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. And and that's, you know, I don't like the one-and-done rule in college basketball. Um, I, I don't think it's good for the athletes. I don't think it's good for the universities either. But it will bring a lot of excitement. Uh, need to take a quick break, come back, and then I want to talk about uh, Mike Boynton and, and what next year means for Mike Boynton. The only year that you're going to have Cade Cunningham, you've got to have success. Uh, so Jack and I will talk about that on the other side. Stay with us here on Locked On Pokes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back. Wrapping things up today here on Locked on Pokes. Colby Powell, Jack Klein joining me today as well. Uh, basketball guru. We're talking a little Oklahoma State basketball. Talked a lot about Cade Cunningham, who's coming in next year for Oklahoma State. The number one overall recruit in the country. This is the guy that you usually see at Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, Carolina, and he will be in Stillwater, which begs the question, Jack. Mike Boynton, uh, everyone loves Mike Boynton as a as a person uh everyone in Stillwater has really attached themselves to Mike Boynton but the results have not matched the love uh and and the personality from Mike Boynton in his first couple of years as a head coach so my question is next year with Cade Cunningham it's going to be the only year that you're going to have him I'm not going to try to get people's hopes up you think you you don't think you don't think Cade's staying for a couple years no I don't think (laughs) Cade's staying for a couple years so you've got one year of Cade Cunningham 
what do you think is the minimum that Mike Boynton needs to be able to accomplish with what what's likely going to be one of, if not the best player in the country? Yeah, I think that it's obviously a make or break year for him. I think a lot of the people, you know, we can just kind of start from back whenever he got hired. I think a lot of people were thinking it was going to be the Doug Gottlieb or, you know, that there was a lot of rumors about trying to get Wichita State's uh, Marshall to come down as well. And then whenever they hired Boynton, everyone was kind of, <clears throat> I don't think everyone knew what to expect from like the large fan base. And so I think that um, one of the things that, <clears throat> especially when they started, I feel like the, the biggest pro to Boynton is I think that he gets it. Um, and what I mean by that is that it's one of those where he does a lot of the things around the university. Like I feel like he really represents the brand. He supports other athletic programs within the university you know, you see him on library lawn, you know, like trying to get people to make sure they go to the basketball games. I think from a college standpoint as a coach, I think he gets it. Um, but, I mean, I think we have to be honest. I mean, I think that this is the time where we really see how good of a coach he's going to be because, I mean, obviously we talked about Cade Phillip, but he's a transcendent prospect. And OSU hasn't had many of those, and you know, especially at his level, obviously. Um, and so I think that this is really the year where we have to find out how good of a coach he is. <clears throat> and so I think that basically this year kind of framed my mindset for next year. I didn't look at this year and saying I needed to see wins. I needed to see you noise know, losses. It was really setting up for how does this program look going into next year whenever you do have Cade. And so I don't, you know, anytime there's like <clears throat> inconsistent plays, which I feel like is what hurt OSU this year, you know, you start off so strong. Um, and then you end the season, you know, eight and three. So it's like you start the season good, you finish the season well. But then it's like there was the a middle little part. You start to conference play <clears throat> in the middle that uh, right. everybody would rather rather pretend didn't happen. Quite <laughs> honestly, and, and you forgot that they started off the season really good. And I think that um, part of that is is you know their their inability to shoot the basketball effectively. And so I think that's the biggest thing that they have to improve on next year. I think that. You know, those lulls that they had, I mean, I, I, you know, we could go back and look at it, how many four, five, six minutes that they had droughts where they Just couldn't score the ball. Watch scoring droughts. And I think that that's where Cade's going to come in. So I think that he's obviously a smart enough player and then a transcendent enough prospect where if they get on one of those like two to three minute spots where they can't score, I think it's really easy for them to just say, all right, we're going to give it to Cade. You just got to create something. And obviously that's his biggest strength is, not just creating shots for himself, but creating shots for others as well. And so, but they have to be able to space the floor for him. The only thing that scares me is um, I was looking at their shooting numbers. <laughs> so well, you I shouldn't have done that. that. I hope you were sitting down. I, yeah, it, it's a tough watch. So they they shot the three point percentage at thirty one point five percent, which was two hundred and seventy sixth in the country. And, that's and their what, overall that's with Thomas Dezagua <laughs> shooting it at like forty five percent. Right, that's what that's what an outlier basically, um, and then their total field goal percentage was forty two point five, which was two hundred and forty fifth. So <laughs> that that's so the main thing. Bad. It it really is, and that's the only thing that concerns me next year is Cade can score, and I think he's going to put up huge stats. I think he's going to be super productive. I think it's going to be really fun to watch, and hopefully, you know, we get a lot of people to get in Gallagher Iba to to watch him and to help support this team. But that's the one thing I'm looking forward to next year is they've got to be able to shoot the ball because if they can space it out for a guy like Cade, he's going to be able to do so much damage. And you see these other guys, you know, that are primary, primary ball handlers, especially like in the league, like you were mentioning Luca earlier. Whenever these guys have space, guys can't 
guard them one on one. I feel really confident saying. Let, let I don't me ask think you a question. Players. There, yeah, there's, there's something. There's a dynamic that I think is going to be really interesting to watch next year with Oklahoma State basketball, and, and it is the fact that Isaac Likely, for the first couple of years of his career, has handled the ball a ton, and he's been responsible right. for creating a lot for everyone around him. Mm-hmm. And, and I think next year he will still do some of that. Uh, but but I think Cade Cunningham, I think you're going to want the ball in his hands as often as possible. And, and I don't know what Isaac Likely's fit is as an off-ball player. So how do you see the yeah. Cade Cunningham Isaac Likely? dynamic working as far as who handles the ball, especially in those last few minutes of the game? I think that's a great question. I think that uh, one of the things too now that you're seeing is that these smart coaches when they have multiple ball handlers and guys that, I mean, let's just be honest, both of those guys are probably better with just the ball in their hand. Um, And so I think that you stagger their minutes. You know, I think it's one of those where I think that obviously Cade's going to be the primary guy for, you know, basically at all points that he's out there, especially at closing games. But those times that he goes to the bench, I think it's great to have, you know, those guys that can also be the primary ball handler and kind of take over. So I feel like they'll really stagger those guys' minutes a lot to where I think that that allows both of them to naturally play with the basketball. Um, and then I think it'll just be interesting to see how those closing lineups go. Um, I would still think that Cade would still be the guy, but I don't know how effective, you know, the other players will be off the ball. Um, so that's something that's really, really important. Again, that's where we've got to improve that three-point percentage around them, and, and that's something that we'll have to see grow from those other players. Yeah, I. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see. Um, Isaac likely not a shooter. It's not what he does. But I'll say this. No. It's a good problem to have, having two guys who can <clears throat> handle the ball, because this past season when Isaac likely was sick and he was out for a while or whenever he went to the bench, Oklahoma State didn't really have a true second ball handler. They, they tried right. uh, the freshmen. The freshmen weren't ready. You know, Chris Harris, Avery Anderson, those guys weren't really ready to do it at that level. L- Lindy Waters did some of it, but that really wasn't what his game was made for. So it, it'll be a good problem to have multiple guys who can handle the ball as opposed to the problem this past season, which was, okay, likely goes to the bench and now who brings the ball up the court, which I thought was a big problem. And it really cost <clears throat> Oklahoma State its identity, I think, whenever he got sick. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that, too, is likely there is that I think that, you know, anytime you have a guy like, you know, Cade coming in, I think that it obviously caused other people to adjust their game. And so I think this is good because I think that he's known that, okay, next year I'm going to have, I, I mean, I think anybody that knows this team knows that everything's going to change with a guy like Cade next year. So hopefully that's something that they're working with him in the offseason on. And honestly, he can't even just start from just being a set shooter. Like, it doesn't have to be one where he has to, you know, have to try to do a bunch of screens he can try to run around screens but like just try to make it to where he can you know just get set shots which are usually the easiest ones for those guys that are primary ball handlers to try to adjust to if there is such a thing to you know try to change their game but it's not usually off of you know doing other things like that so it's more focused on being a better you know being a better all-around team and that actually leads me to one of the questions I had was you were talking about what the team actually would look like next year I mean what I mean, obviously, they have to make it to the tournament. I mean, that's that's obviously a given. But I mean, I mean that's the very like, bare minimum is make it to the tournament, that, and and then it's single elimination. So obviously, anything can happen. But the very bare minimum is you need to get to the tournament. And, and I think it would be a disappointment for Oklahoma State fans if they weren't probably a top five seed next year, just based on what Cade Cunningham's supposed to be. Absolutely. I mean, I think that. I mean, to me, I think I I think we're trying to be realistic here because. Obviously, whenever we grew up, OSU was, you know, a really big powerhouse. And they've had John Lucas, Joey Graham, Desmond yeah, Mason, Joe Atkins, all those guys. 
Um, and, and, you know, it's one of those where they've had this lull for a while to where it's like those expectations have kind of changed. But I, mean, I feel like any, I feel like a Sweet 16 should be completely reasonable for this group. Um, and, again, I mean, we'll, we'll see next year with Boynton. Um, you know, I think that that's one of the things, too, where I do think their biggest weakness, which was the shooting, has to improve. But, again, their scoring droughts were just unreal. And they lost so many of those games because they just they couldn't score for, for five minutes. I think that's where Cade's going to come into to impact. And, and we'll see how many games that actually swings. You know what I mean? You, don't, you always think about the, you know, the end of games, but you've also got to think about those stretches where they do not score the basketball. Yeah. And that's the one thing that they really do need to improve on the most. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we are out of time for today. Go follow Jack on Twitter at Jack underscore Klein 3. Jack, I appreciate you finally making the time to do this. (laughs) Well, you know, it's easy to find time whenever you're quarantined and can't do anything else. I appreciate it. Hashtag quarantine 2020. Uh, We will do it again soon. Have a good weekend. You too. Thanks, man. All right. That was Jack Klein joining us here on Locked On Pokes. Uh, I want to remind everyone to go see our partners at Simply Green Pharmacy in Stillwater. Simply Green Pharmacy will take care of you. They're making sure they're doing what they need to do in these strange times uh, to make sure everything is safe for their patients. Go check them out uh, at 617 East Redbud Drive in Stillwater. It's at the corner of Perkins and Redbud, just across the street east from Apple Creek Apartments. You can also visit them online at livesgf.com. So go see them. And tell them Locked On Pokes sent you. Uh, that is all for today. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Colby J. Powell at Locked On Pokes. Uh, listen, rate, subscribe to this podcast every day, every weekday, uh, and find our partners on social media, Boone Pickens State. That's all for today's episode of Locked On Pokes. Now tell your smart device to tune to Locked On Draft Dudes, where they talk about everything happening in the NFL. That is all for today. Everyone have a great weekend.